0: Al Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al Azhar Bilmo. presented by Sheikh Muhammad Duar. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man ihtada huda amma ba'd. We continue tonight باذن الله تعالى with the hadith of Jibril Alayhi Salam from Kitabul iman in Sahih Muslim and this hadith is what Imam Muslim Rahimahullah started his Sahih with the famous hadith of Jibreel where he asked the Prophet wasallam, about Islam, Iman and Ihsan and he also discussed at the beginning of the hadith the Qadr of Allah Azza wa jal, and those who denied the Qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we've been discussing The Aqeedah of Ahl-Sunnah Wal-Jama'ah regarding the Qadr of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala, And the Qadr uh, is understood according to Ahl-Sunnah in a number of points And one of those fundamental points that we touched upon is the command of Tawheed and the prohibition of Shirk And this is the foundation of the religion Our entire Deen is built on these two things commanding Tawheed and prohibiting Shirk. And that's why it came as the first command in the Qur'an. In the opening verses of Surah Al-Baqarah, if you start from the Fatiha and then you start with the Baqarah, there's no command, there's no order until you reach the verse, "Ya ayyuhan nas, أُعْبُدُوا Rabbakum." O mankind, worship your Lord, the one who created you and so forth. So, the first order in the Quran is Tawheed. Worship your Lord. In the same verse, when you continue towards the end, and do not set up partners with Allah while you know that you are doing so. Second command in the Quran stay away from shirk. So, the first command is Tawheed. The second command is stay away from shirk. That is what our deen is built. Upon. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised good for those who obey Him. And He gives warning against those who disobey Him. And no person from the Muslims denies this fundamental point. But the murji'ah have corrupted the true understanding of orders and prohibitions. The murji'ah, they have distorted the correct understanding. Of what Allah Azza wa Jal has commanded And prohibited By denying actions to be part of Iman When the murji'ah deny That actions are from Iman They have now distorted Allah Azza wa Jal's commandments Because as Ahl sunnah wal-Jama'ah affirm Actions are part of Iman And this is where the murji'ah Went wrong Just as the Khawarij and the Mu'tazila They also corrupted The true understanding Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's promise And his mercy Because the Khawarij and the Mu'tazila They believe the major sinner Is in hellfire for eternity So they have distorted The texts That speak about Allah's Rahmah and his forgiveness. As for the third fundamental, and that is the belief that we have what's known as free will. You and I from the creation, we have free will, meaning we choose the path we want to take. We choose the actions that we want to perform. If we do good, it's from our free will. If we do evil, it's from our free will. And we have an ability towards what Allah Azza has decreed. But what we will, we cannot will unless Allah wills. And the dalil for that is many verses in the Quran and a hadith in the Sunnah. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. And you do not will except that Allah wills The Lord of the worlds So yes you have a free will But your free will never exits the will of Allah And the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And the first person to deny That the creation has free will Was Jahmi ibn Safwan One of the founders of the Jahmiyyah Al-Jahmi ibn Safwan was the first person To deny that you and I Have what is known as free will That we do our actions by choice And he said That the servant is forced To do his actions And this was the beginning of the sect known as the Jabariyyah The Jabariyyah are the ones who believe you and I do not have choice in our actions Rather, because Allah decreed our actions, we are forced to do them And this is misguidance Because we mentioned many dalil that yes, we have free will In our actions so you have the Qadariyyah, my brothers, on one side, who denied the Qadr of Allah Azza or part of it. On the other side, you had the Jabariya, who Jahan ibn Safwan was the first. Then you had a sect who tried, tried to come in the middle, but they failed. And that's the Asha'ira. The Ash'aris, they tried to come between the two sects and they invented, yes, they invented, they innovated something called Qasb. And Qasb, according to the Ash'aris, is the belief that the slave has an ability, he has a Qudra. But it has no influence on his actions. This is the belief of Kasb, which the ash'ari came up with. Again, Kasb, according to the ash'aris, is the belief that you and I, we have capability. We have Qudra, but our capability has no influence whatsoever on our actions. So Kasb is the belief that the servant is an actor with ineffective ability. You're an actor with ineffective ability. So Kasb is the connection between the servant's ability and his action. Your kudra and your action Without any influence on it. So it's like you're capable, but your capability has no influence on your actions. The ulama say this is a form of jabr. This is from the aqidah of the jabriyyah. So in reality they're saying we have capability, but it has no effect. So what are they saying in reality? We're forced. But they just didn't word it like that. And this was what was invented by the Ashairah regarding the Qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As for the fourth fundamental that we touched upon, and that is that Allah Azza wa Jal is wise and merciful and His actions are all wise. Everything is decreed by Allah and Allah is Al-Hakim and Ar-Rahim. Everything Allah decrees is out of wisdom subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there's many dalil for this. Wahu al Hakim بِسْمِ Bismillah Rahman الرَّحِيمُ There's many proofs that show Allah is all wise and He is all merciful. So we believe Allah His name is Ar Rahman Ar Rahim and His attribute is Rahma. That from the attribute of Allah Azza wa is that He has mercy. The Asha'ira, again, they opposed Ahl-Sunnah Wal-Jama'ah on this point. We affirm Allah's mercy. The Asha'ira interpreted Allah Azza wa Jal's mercy to be his irada, his will to do good for the servant. Look at the difference. Ahl-Sunnah Wal-Jama'ah, we affirm Allah has the attribute of mercy in a manner that suits His Majesty. He has rahma. The ash'aris they do the will of this attribute, and they say it is not in reality mercy. Rather, Allah's rahmah is His irada, His will to do good to His servants. So they have distorted the meaning of mercy. And they do not affirm mercy in the actions of Allah Azza Rather they say it is strictly related to his Mashi'ah Allah's mercy is not from his actions Rather it's from his Mashi'ah So the command of Tawheed is according to his will and his prohibition of shirk is also according to his will. They do not believe that Allah Azza wa Jal sent the messengers out of wisdom and mercy. But rather, only out of his mashia. This is what the Ashairah claim. Allah sent the messengers out of his will. And he wanted to punish some people And he wanted to reward others And they also claimed That it is permissible For Allah Azza wa Jal To command that Which he does not love And to prohibit that which he loves All based On their ta'wil. And once a person falls into ta'weel and tafweed and ta'teel Of Allah Azza wa names and attributes It's like quicksand, sinking He just continues to sink One innovation after another And innovation in aqeedah brings more Very hard that you'll find someone Who has one bid'ah in aqeedah No If he has one He's gonna have more Bid'ah brings more, Bid'a. Just like Sunnah brings more Sunnah. We must also know, my brothers and sisters, that regarding this topic, the Qadr of Allah Azza wa Jal, there are a number of sects that deviated. We said the Qadr was one of the first, if not the first, innovation that happened in Aqidah. And because there was so much kalam, so much words about the Qadr of Allah Azza wa you find many sects or groups regarding the Qadr of Allah Azza wa For example, you have those who acknowledge the Qadr, they acknowledge the Qadr, but they use the Qadr to deny and reject the commands and the prohibitions. Again, from the people are those who accept that there is a qadr, but they also use the qadr to reject Allah's orders and his prohibitions. And the first of this type were the mushrikeen of Quraysh. What did they say? As Allah Azza wa Jal says, Ashraku, <speaking in foreign language> look at that. Those who associate partners with Allah, the Mushrikeen, they say If Allah had willed, we would not have associated anything with him, us or our fathers So they linked their shirk to what? Allah's will They linked their shirk to Allah Azza wa Jal's will So they're saying, if Allah willed, we wouldn't have been Mushrikeen so here, in reality, they're denying free choice, free will. So it's like they're saying, we were forced to be mushrikeen. If Allah didn't want us to be mushrikeen, he would have willed it. And that's the kuffar of Quraysh, one of their arguments. This sect are called the Qadariya mushrikeen. The scholars call them the Qadariyah, the mushrikeen. The second are the ones known as the Qadariyah Majusiyya The Qadariya who are Majus And we know the Majus, my brothers and sisters Is the religion that came from Persia Yeah, The religion from Persia, the fire worshippers The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi spoke about them In many Ahadith you have Qadariya Majusiya. Who are they? The ones who give Allah Azzawajal partners in His creating. They give Allah partners in creating. So they say that the creator of good is different to the creator of evil. These qadariyah, as we studied, what did they say? That Allah Azza wa Jal, He decrees the good And he brings it into existence But he does not decree evil So they're saying That Allah Azza wa Jal, He creates the good but he doesn't create the evil The Majus The fire worshippers They also believe the creator is two They say one creator creates good And that's light And one creator creates evil and that's darkness That's why the ulama linked them The qadariya majusiyya Because they're the same They believed in two creators, they believed in two creators One of good, one of evil Then you have the jabariya And the jabariya are the ones who strip The servant of his capability. They believe you have no capability, no free will, no choice in your actions. And they believe you are forced. As we mentioned before, and that was the Aqidah of the Jahmiyyah. They're the ones who instigated this belief. And the ulama say this is also the essence of the Ash'ari Madhab as previously mentioned. So this hadith, my brothers and sisters... Imam Muslim put it on or put it in his book because it refutes the Qadariyyah. So you can see Kitabul iman Imam Muslim, his book of Iman, first hadith regarding Aqidah and the deviant sect to show you, Imam Muslim is showing you that this is from the crucial points of Iman and the crucial points of Aqidah. And then he mentioned the hadith of Jibril, And this hadith, it has the three stations of worship. Islam, Iman, Ihsan. With Ihsan being the, the, the highest level. And the hadith is also proof for the view of the majority of scholars who say Islam, Iman and Ihsan are different. This hadith shows Islam, Iman and Ihsan, they are different things. Because the Prophet ﷺ answered each one differently. When Jibril asked him what is Islam, he said the five pillars. What is Iman? He said the six pillars of Iman. What is Ihsan? That you worship Allah as though you can see him. So that's proof they're different. And that refutes the ones who say no, they're all the same. No, they're not the same They are three different levels Islam, Iman, and Ihsan The hadith also teaches us My brothers and sisters When Jibreel salam asked Rasulullah In this hadith When is the hour? What was the Prophet sallam's answer? He said The one being asked Does not know more than the one asking That's a lesson For us that if you're asked about something you don't know you say I don't know something some people struggle with should not struggle it's very dangerous talk about anything but don't talk about Allah's religion without knowledge it's very dangerous and that is why the true ulama the scholars of Islam If they do not know something, they're not ashamed to say, I don't know. And This is how we have to be. We also benefit from this hadith. That if a person sits in gatherings of knowledge, and he knows that the people, the audience, are in need of a piece of knowledge, then he should ask about it, even if he knows it himself. Because that's what Jibreel done. Jibreel knew that the Sahaba needed that knowledge. So he asked the Prophet in front of them, what is Islam, what is Iman, what is Ihsan? Even though Jibreel already knows the answer. So this is a good benefit. That if you feel there is a benefit, you ask about it. So that the people can benefit from it. And number five, or the last benefit we take from this hadith is the scholar, the teacher should always be soft towards the one who asks him questions and he should bring him close because Jibreel alayhi salam, sat knee to knee with Rasulullah The teacher should not have pride and arrogance and kick people away. He sat knee to knee, and he put his hand on the Prophet sallam's leg, and he also teaches that the student should always be well mannered with his teacher, because Jibril showed the utmost respect when he was asking the Prophet Wasallam. So this hadith is filled with many different types of manners and lessons for us. Inshallah we continue in our next lesson and imam muslim he continues with the same hadith with different narrations and different benefits in each one inshallah wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu wa ala muhammad wa ala alihi wa wa sallam this program was presented by Bayan radio the voice of Al sunnah wal jamaa